Gary Sinclair. Welcome to the stick-up. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thanks for having me, man. Much appreciated, you know. Your fight name, Superman. Where did that come from? Superman. So Superman come from Brooklyn, New York. Um, Cause I I used to train in Brooklyn, New York, a gym called the Glisten's Gym, and old that, train. That, that's the legendary gym. <laughs> eh? Of course, man. It's, it's all the great fighters come to the Zab Judo, Mike Tyson. Everybody passed through that gym, you know. Yeah. Um, so I was in the gym one day training, um, boxing with a Mexican fighter. Um, then fighting with boxing with a girl, and my coach is man, how come you don't get so tired, man? I said, I said man, I'm just, I'm just, that's all I was born in. I was, and he said, man, you know what? I'm gonna give you that name. I'm gonna call you Superman. Start. That's how the name started. <laughs> Tell me, let's go back to your childhood. I like to go back to your childhood. Where did you grow up? Like what you were? Ah, man, my childhood, man, is um, I grew up in a country called Georgetown, Guyana. Mm. Um, you know, one of nine kids. Where was yeah. your place in that? Were you... I was number the third to last kid. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, so um, the fight didn't start from home, you know, and the reason why the fight started from home because it wasn't enough to go around, food. Mm. So, so you were just fight, fighting for your food, for your life. Of course, man, yeah, man. I was, man, fighting for my life, for food, everything, you know. Growing up in my childhood in, in Georgetown, Guyana, man, was, um, was one of those... Um, <laughs> It's one of those things I won't wish on no one else, but, you know, it just, it, it make me the person I am today because growing up there back home, you know, I love my mom and dad, you know, but just they, they just didn't have it. Yeah. This is just a way of life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Didn't have it. But I always thought that was, that was every kid goes through the same thing that I went through. Yeah, you normalized it. But yeah. normalized it, you know what yeah. I mean? Because, man... And I can remember my first, my first, my first fight in the, in the ghetto day, man, you know what I mean? They had a guy, had a baker shop, <laughs> mm. and he used to put the young kids outside to fight for bread. Yeah. You're yeah. fighting for bread. Well, of course, man. Yeah. Ten, a bag, it's called a tennis roll in my country. It's like rolls, mm. but we call it tennis roll in my country. Mm. A bag of tennis roll of 10, man. Mm. I was hot. Man, ain't no way, man, I was going to lose the fight, man. Mm. And I went, you know, take home 10 tennis rolls to my mom and show them my one 10 tennis Man, that was... <laughs> it's like a world title, bro. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome, man. Because at least, you know, we could eat that day, you know, man. Um, it was just rough growing up, man. We had nothing, you know, I'm just... And where did the boxing sort of come into it, like... <laughs> boxing get into it. So... After 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 growing up with my my parents and thing, my mom, you know, my dad went to prison, mom family break up, you know, mom we have nowhere to live. Then I go I went by my grandparents, you know, and my grandma had um she had some floor plants and every day I used to just go outside and hit the plants and hit the power plants, coughing mm. the plant, you know what I mean? Mm. And um then one day I watched boxing on television. You know, man. Who was your fight? Who was the Never, first fight? The first fight I ever watched in my whole life was a man by the name of Daniel Curry, who's welterweight champion. They used to call him the Hawk. Mm. Oh man, it was a hell of a fighter, man. Mm. And uh, and since then, mm. started boxing, man. Yeah, love it, love it, love was it. Was there was there in your country where there's a big box boxing culture? But massive boxing culture, but you know, all the kids are boxers from the ghetto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where that's a, probably is, the best yeah, boxes. It's a great, it's a grassroots sport, you know. Um, mm. All the rest of the kids, you know, play soccer and thing. But you know, boxing was a, is, is all all the ghetto kids boxing. Yeah. Was your country a cricketing country? A cricket man, West Indies man, yeah. West Indian all the way, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I they're like here, like Clive Lloyd, Viv Richards, Richard, Richard, you know what I mean? Yeah, Joel yeah. Garner. 
Chanze Paul, Simnaran Chanze yeah. Paul from my country, yeah. Sound One. It was born in Guyana, you yeah. know. Because the car the um the the, the um the West Indies made up of all the Caribbean countries. Yeah. Yeah. So were your were your heroes cricketers or who were your heroes? Nah, who were your sporting nah, heroes? My my sporting heroes was um was well, like I said, the force fighter was with Mike Aldona Corey, and I yeah. always wanted to do that, you know, man. But um, how old were you then when you when you seen nine years old, man? Nine, nine years. years old, nine years old, but in the ring, man. What 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 sort of drew your attention? What did you admire in Donald Curry? <laughs> what did I admire Donald Curry, man? The way he moved, man, and the power he had. But unfortunately, I never had that. But mm. he had the power, man. I like the way he moved, you know. Mm. And um, you know, I, I said, man, I love this, and this is what I could do, you know, man. Um, you always know, and everyone said that you brought speed to Australia. <laughs> you know, people say that your hand speed was just next level. Yeah, the hand speed and the movements, and you know, it it all. I, I I get all that hand speed and the movements and all that. A lot of people don't believe when I tell them. So listen, boxing in America, it it, it wasn't taught to me. Boxing mm. in America, I boxed with everyone in America. I boxed mm. with Mexican, Puerto Rican. I boxed with everyone. It's a sparring part in America. Sparred every single one. Boxed mm. with the greatest, a Tour Gotti. Mm. All Did you spar tour again? Thunder Gotti, man, mm. best best Palm Beach Springer. Don't forget that, man. That's yeah. the first time I met wow. David Tua, You know. Wow. Yeah, it's been all over, man. All so over so over. tell me, how, what, what was your transition from your home country? How did you end up in America? How did I end up in America? <laughs> Let me tell you the story. So growing up in Guyana, you know, I always knew that in order to become world champion, you had to go to America. Yeah. But the only problem is that I have no idea how I was going to go to America. Yeah. I had no family in America. I had no cousin, no brother. Nobody's going to send for me. Nobody's going to help me, nothing. But I, and you know what, and the worst thing of it, man, I couldn't read and write, man. I was illiterate and I couldn't read and write, but I could have, I was a good fighter. Mm. But you know what, man, I, I know I want to go to America. So what I did, back then, they had, if you go to America, you got to go to the embassy and get a visa. Mm. A lot of people in Australia don't know what's a visa, but anyway, mm. you had to go get a visa. And to get the visa, it was 20 American dollars to get the visa. 20 American dollars back then was 3000 Guyana dollars, that's a lot of money, yeah. man. I said, work, hustle, pick up buckles, save, do this, make that 20, um, for buy that 20 US to go in the embassy to try to get a visa, man. I couldn't fold the farms up, so I get people to help me out do that. I went to the embassy, but but six times, man, every time, deny, deny, deny. Yeah. And one day, one day, man, one day, that's it, you never give up, one day. They said they give me a three-month visa. And for me getting another three-month visitor's visa to America, Changed my life because after that, went to America, you know, hustle thing, work, work, you know what I mean? You're not supposed to visit a visit, but you know, yeah. poor kid from the ghetto, hustle work. I get a fight live on ESPN. Not wow. ESPN, um, USA Tuesday night fight. You saw the USA Tuesday night fight. Yeah. A full round of live. The whole world watching me. Mm. Yeah. And the, the guy I was fighting for was from my country too, but in America, knocked him out and everything changed. <laughs> it's an amazing transition. So you land in there. Did you know where you were going to go to Gleason's? Did you did you have that set in your mind? How did you how did you get how like Gleason's is anyone who's not a boxing aficionado will understand it's one of the most well known gyms in the world. Produced some amazing fighters. <laughs> how did a kid from you know from, from nothing from nothing end up in one of these? Like how does that happen? You just knock on the door and say, "Hey, I'm here." Or? <laughs> no, no, you um, because. 
in my country, there's a lot of lot of lot of guys from my country, Guyanese, we call them Guyanese fighters from my country, went to America mm. and they um they always end up in the Gleason gym as trainers and all that, you know. Yeah. So it was it was good for me. So I I, I only box the other connection, the only boxing gym I know is 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 that is, is the Gleason gym. Because yeah. all the Guyanese trainers so are one day and open the door and see and I met the owner, a man by the name of Bruce Everglade, a wonderful man. Yeah. That might help me because $47 a month for Peter Jim fees and $47 a month. It's <laughs> a yeah. lot of money. And that man helped me out. Say I could train there for free until I get myself and you know what I mean? And I said It's a um, beautiful, it's a oh, beautiful oh. spirit, that one. <laughs> you know, and um so you start there, you know what I mean? Obviously, man, I was looking at your record, you 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 you, you fought Corrales, you know. Chico Corrales, Sacramento, yeah. California. Yeah, well, and but before that, you represented your country in the Commonwealth Games, is that correct? Yeah, I represent my country in the Commonwealth Games. Um, I fought a guy by the name of Robbie Peden from Australia, man. Mm. The Bomber. The good bomber. friend of mine. What's up, the Bomber? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Bomber. Yeah, the Bomber's a good man. But he was another guy that done the hard yards. He went to America too, didn't he? Oh, man, he went the hard way, man. I I, I thought Bomber should have stayed in Australia because Australia is easier to to, to 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 become world champion, to get a world, to get a rankings and all yeah. that. But he did it the hard way. We went to America, you know. Yeah, yeah. He done. I'll have a fighter that'll do that. That was just backing himself. He had some good fights too, didn't he? But that's another story. So tell us, okay, the common after the Commonwealth Games. When did you turn pro? When did you decide to turn pro? After the Commonwealth Games, I went back home. Still represented my country a couple of times. You know, went to a couple of um, Caribbean games, win gold medal and stuff. But um, you know, after. After my, <laughs> I had a, a, a uncle back in my country by the name of Godfrey Watson, you know, and he's the man that um, they helped me with a lot of stuff. And one day he said, man, listen, you got to leave. Mm -hmm. Just kick me out. A young kid, you know what I mean? Take everything back from me. Um, and just... I know that's the only way to, to make some money and thing, you know. So he pushed, he sort of pushed you out the nest, so to speak. Pushing out the nest, man, you know what I mean, yeah. But uh, not pushing out the nest alone, but pushing out, you had nowhere to go. I slept on the streets, slept in the market, hustle, hustle, you know what I mean. And that's that. But, do you, do you, but, but Gary, do you believe that's the sort of foundation that, you know, that, that set you up for what you were? Do you think that was sort of the stuff that give you, I don't know, the foundations for... Cause you, you, man, you you've overcome some adversity to get to get out of there, didn't you? Yeah, man. It was you know it's one of those things that um just had to do, man. I had I had no other choice. Is is I had to do that? I just die. What do you say to this young generation today? <laughs> In Australia, man. What do you say to this young generation uh, this, that think they got it tough? Man, they ain't got nothing tough, man. They got everything. You know, in Australia, you don't have nothing. The government give you something, somebody else. My country, you have nothing. It's two things. Hmm. It's either you prepare to go and get it, hmm. any needs necessary, yeah. or that. That's, yeah. a, that's the reality of it. That's real. That's real hustle. That's real too, but that's real. I look at that. That's the real hustle when you got no choice. No choice. Here, yeah. the young ones have got a lot of choices, and they think they've got it tough. I'm not bad. Look, I understand. People have got different things, different traumas, and that sort of <laughs> stuff. People say I, I. I heard Joe Rogan saying it the other day that you know sometimes the problems we have are luxuries. 
sometimes like like what we have, like here in Australia, there are luxuries because in, compa- in comparison to what you went through, like a kid says, oh, I had a tough upbringing or, you know, whatever, you didn't have that. You had to get in. You just, man, it's an amazing it's an amazing feat. So, yeah, let's fast forward. You're in, in Gleason's, you're starting to, you're starting to, what, what was your first, the first fight was on the ESPN? First fight was live on ESPN forum. Not a bad and, start. And a whole world watching that. And it was against a, a fellow against countryman. Against from my countryman, you know, man. Never forget it, four rounds. And make, how'd you go? I knocked him out in four rounds, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make $400 for the fight, never forget. <laughs> but $400 would be like 400000 wouldn't it? <laughs> Back then, 400 was reasonable, but not for television. You know, you're yeah. supposed to get more than that. But, you know, you, you take what you get when you're coming up, you know. Um, yeah. Had no management and nothing. You just take what you get. So what was the fight record? How many fights did you have in America? I had 16, I, had six, I go to America, when I go to America, I already had fights in my country. No, I go to pro America, fights? Pro fights, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I went to America, I was 16 and 0. Yeah. Um, go to America. like. A That's four, a good draw card for yeah, a promoter. Yeah, of course, man. The promoters there, man, I mean, uh, management um, was never never lucky and never fortunate to get good management. Yeah. I always had to do it by myself, tough. Yeah. You know, um, Something about my life, I always try to get, always, uh, always end up with people that you know, just trying to take from me instead of help you yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Um, but I had to do it. You know, America um, had a couple of fights in America, not a couple, a lot of fights. So I had 10, 12 fights in America. Yeah. You know, all the rest was uh, in Australia. Had How did, but I'd like to talk about that. So let's just talk about. Who you fought in America when you're over there? That's the interesting. <laughs> Who I thing. fought in America? <laughs> I've I've been in the ring with the best of the best in America. Yeah. Um, started from the boxing gym. Yeah. I saw boxer guy named me and Graxi grew up together named Paul Malnaji. Hmm. Oh, I see. I see him on on, on Paul on um, yeah, social media. Yeah. These Paul Nan, Paul Malnaggi, You know, yeah. we grew up together. Little 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 um little Puerto Rican guy, yeah. Spanish guy talking. Yeah. You know, I mean, always good talk. Always huh? good talk. Always um. Always, always thinking that he could beat everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a bit older than him. Always got, hey, you want to spar? You want this? Young, young kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then, um, then one Guzman, there's the next world champion called yeah. one Guzman in the gym. You know, yeah. and they, we always together training together. You know. What about Corrales? Chico Corrales. Well, I was boxing with a tour guy. In West Palm Beach Spring, right? People don't like the Tiro Gaddy's like a god of boxing. Oh man, he was a legend. So I'm 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 home, have no money, nothing happening for me. Get a phone call, say, You want to do sparring with the Tour Gaddy in, in, in West Palm Beach Spring? I was living in New York. So yeah, jump on a plane, fly to West to West Palm Beach Spring, give me six hundred dollars a week just to spar. You know what I mean? What was that in today's terms? Today's time, six hundred dollars would be like easy. I would say about two thousand Australian dollars. Oh, but yeah. back then, the six hundred dollars was a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and you just box. You might box three, four rounds in 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 in, in one week. You yeah. know, um, the most you box is like because you have a bunch of different sparring partners. But don't forget, these guys making five, six million dollars. So six hundred dollars yeah. is nothing to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. Boxing with a tour guy, man, was good. I boxed with him. Lou Duva was there. Every, yeah. the who, who was there? The great promoter. Lou. David Tua was there. Yeah. The first time I met David Tua, a young kid called Vivian Harris was there too. Yeah. Everybody was there. And after the sparring, I went back to New York. Then I get a call saying, um, you know, got this guy, guy want to you know, have a fight to do. Um, his name is Diego Corrales. 
Wow. I was for the number one spot in the world, number one, the IBF. I was number 12, Corrales was number seven, and the number one spot was vacant. Mm. And I take the fight, you know what I mean? Carlos was 21, 21 and 0. What was your record? I was I was 16, 16, I was 16 and 0. Yeah. Carlos was 21 and 0. So both of us were undefeated. The fight was in Sacramento, California. Flew to California, man. Get out there, man. Round one to 12. Hell of a fight, man. Rocked him a couple of times, but, you know, not a big puncher. And Corrales win the fight on points. What do they like to fight those Mexicans? They're they're they're, they're fighting for their lives too. Oh um, man, Corral- Corrales Corrales is American, but mm. he just um, he had a style. Man, at a win, at a win, he had such a soft voice. It was like, man, so, so could someone fighting like this have such a soft voice? Like, you know, what's going on there? Mm. But man, in the ring, oh man, that kid is tough. He went in with the best. He could punch. Robbie Peden fought him too, didn't he? No, Robbie Peden. No, 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 no. Who was that? He fought a. Robbie Peden fought a guy by the name of um, Nate Campbell. Knocked him out. Nate Campbell for the title. Nate yeah. Campbell was a massive puncher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that fight. Yeah. So, okay, you, that, so that's your first loss. How did you come first to? First loss. <laughs> how did you come to come into Australia? How did? It, how did I come to Australia, man? <laughs> I come, listen, all these times I'm fighting in America. Training, doing everything. I was only legal. I had mm. no papers in America. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you know, it it soon catch so up. So you're a legal immigrant. A legal immigrant in, yeah. in America, fighting on television, no. earning money. You're not supposed to do that. You know mm. what I mean. But young kid had no education, had no can read and write, don't know mm. contract, don't know nothing. Yeah, I just think it's normal. Yeah. And I went back to Ghana. Never forget it. Went back to my country for visit. Yeah. In December nineteen ninety. Never forget it, man. And. The immigration man, when I was trying to get back into the market, man, I said, man, you've been living in this country. I said, mm-hmm. man, no, man. You man run the company. Said, yeah, look, 12 months, 11 months. You only meant to stay six months. Mm. And that was it. Stamped you. But stamped me out, barred me for five years. Yeah. And you wouldn't believe it. You, five years I was barred from America. Went back to Ghana. Then I get a phone call from the great Costco Zoo. Say, you want to come to Australia and do some sparring? Yeah. I said, hell yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Man, I jumped on the plane, flew to America, was going to entrance in America. And you wouldn't believe this is the luck of my story, man. The same guy, the same, but there was a luck, with the chance of that, the same guy that deported me for five years, coming back to America now, running to the same guy. Mm-hmm. The man looked me in the eyes and said, you again? You're not supposed <laughs> to come to this country. And that man uplift the band to 20 years. I'm yeah. still barred from America until now. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> 20, I'm Australian citizen. Yeah, yeah. 20 years barred, and I went back, but I had to go back to get to Guyana. Mm. Then they flew me to London, because London, I would have to get a mm. visa, because I'm part yeah. of the Commonwealth. Yeah. Flew to London, flew to back to Australia, and here I am in Australia. How long, what, what year was that? December 99, never forget it. Yeah, yeah. Came to Australia, December, December 99, I was deported, came back to Australia in 2000. 2001, came back to live. How good. So you come over and you, you start, not a bad start, but you come to do sparring partner. Yeah, man. Because so, man, I could say, I could personally say, that's a man that um, that I train with and he, the man been very well to me. If it wasn't for him, there would be no Gary Sinclair in Australia. And it started your association and affiliation with Everything, the great Johnny Lewis. The great Johnny Lewis. Some boxing in the gym one day with Koskazoo. Of course, Johnny Lewis is Koskazoo trainer. And I heard this man saying, son, he called me son yeah. straight away. He said, son, I reckon you could be world champion. I said, oh, yeah. He said, yeah, I think you could be world champion. Then he said to me, 
would you like to come back to live in Australia? I said, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I went back home and Johnny get some team together. You got no Johnny Lewis yeah. knows everyone. Yeah, yeah. Next minute, I'm in Australia, and my life changed, man. How did your life start? I know Costa, how he started. He he demands we just wanted a microwave oven. Oh, uh, no, microwave oven. No, me one. Not now. Like one, do eat and sleep and train. Yeah, yeah. I never get. Where did you come and live? Oh, why come and live? <laughs> Every street. And you know what I'm telling you, man. Every street, man. When I when I moved to Every Street, it's Red Forest. But yeah. man, that was paradise to me, man. I was like, man, this is nice. Yeah. You know, man, this is not. I don't. Cause where I'm come, where, where, where you I'm from, come from? Of course, man. Every street was uh, was like better roads to me, man. I'm telling you, the God shoot, man. I go there, man. Everyone, all, 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 all the original guys. Hey, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? Talk to me, you know, man. I was smooth shooting, man. Walk shooting anytime, you know, man. It was good. So, I just I want people to understand. Like you're talking about Everly Street. There's been riots there. Like, white people just would not walk through there because it was considered, and, and they were warned by the police, don't go through there because it's a very dangerous, one of the, would have been the most dangerous place in Australia to live at the time, and here you are. Oh, man. Loving I, it. I've seen a lot of robbery there, but, you know, all mm. white guys, why yeah. do we get robbed? But, yeah. you know, I was good there, man. I love every street, man. And, and it's sort of like, <laughs> it's like a kindergarten compared yeah, to where you've just come of from. Of course. Man, yeah, mm. uh, shit, man. All the brothers, hey, bro, hi, bro, how you doing, man? You know, it's nice. So cool. So I got the same because you know I I done boys' homes and, and that with all those people, all the boys there from there, and they love me. You know what I mean? I guess I would have been one of the only white fellows that could have walked through <laughs> there in the day, but but you know, so we start training. Was where, where was Johnny training out of then? Oh, John, John, Johnny was trained at Sydney University. Okay. He was trained at Sydney University, um, you know. He used, yeah. to train, he used to train Costa Zoo at, at Rockdale. Yeah, PCYC. Costa Gym, yeah. But Johnny used to train me at, at um, Sydney University at a little gym there. He used yeah. to train at Sydney University. Uh, it was me, um, Justin Russell used to do it too. Cowboy. Yeah, oh, the cowboy was there, you know what I mean? His mm. brother too. Yeah, Daniel. Older, yeah, Daniel, yeah, yeah. So we all trained together there. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to them boys, Daniel and, and Justin. Oh, hell of a boy. Good guy. I remember, I remember... Uh, Johnny Lewis bringing Costa Zoo, Justin Rousseau and Rube Kennedy out to the jail to um, do a bit of training and that was and have a bit of a chat. That was, I remember that. That was about 1995. He brought him out to Long Bay. But, but this is the beginning of your, like, you know, your, your Australian... How, how was it? Did, were you well received by the Australian people? Yeah, man. I would say one thing, man. The Australians, man, um, you know, <laughs> listen. Australia, man, changed my life. I, for me, for me, poor, I wasn't talking about me, but my personal experience, man. I came to this country, man. I had it, I had it wonderful. People treat me like, 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 you know, treat me, treat me good, man. Um, we love our boxes, mate. <laughs> I was well loved in Australia. People, you know, people still treat me good, you know. Mm. I can't, I can't say nothing bad, but, you know, the, um, the treatment I have was, was wonderful, man. Yeah. That's good to hear that. It's good to get that feedback, did you? And and training away, mate. Tell, let's start talking about your stats. Okay, you're building up your record. You, you're training with legendary boxing <laughs> trainer Johnny. <Lewis. laughs> what, can I ask you just one thing? What's so special? Everyone talks about Johnny. What's so special about Johnny Lewis? How? What? what uh, what's his superpower? Johnny's Johnny Lewis superpower, man, is is, is the the communication with the fighters. Yeah. The way he talks, the way he puts things over, the way he makes you understand things. You know mm. what I mean? That's the power of Johnny Lewis. Yeah. The words, the things that he say to you, and some it always get right you. And yeah. the man could tell you, Johnny Lewis could tell you, man, 
this is gold, but, you know, deep down inside, you probably know that's not gold, but, man, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's, the, that's, that's, the, that's the quality head. of that man, man, you know, man. Everyone man, talks about this. Oh, man, it's a legend, man. It's like a dad to being. me. It's a, like, like a dad to me. Yeah, and yeah. he has that He has that effect on people. He's yeah. got that father figure with everyone that everyone that comes into contact with Johnny yeah. feels, you know, enlightened and blessed to have him. So what was your record, mate? What, what, what was your first fight? I had, you I had to, my first fight was against my, my, my first fight was against a guy from the Philippines. My second fight was against a guy a guy in Australia. Um, he was he was a he was a lightweight champion. Uh, I don't remember his name too well, but um, was he was a lightweight champion for for a while, and then we had a we we, we fought, but I couldn't fight for tag because that time I was in Australia and since mm. not resident or not, it was mm. just a normal fight. Um, knocked him out in four rounds. Danny yeah. McGrail, never forget. Oh, I remember the Bones, Danny Bam Dan, McGrail. Dan, yeah, Bones Danny McGrail. McGrail, yeah. Bones McGrail from yeah. the Gold Coast. I, from I the Gold Coast. I used to train in his gym at Burley. Yeah. I stopped him in four, four rounds. I think it's four rounds or five rounds. I stopped him in, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hell of a fighter. Tough fighter. Where'd you, yeah. Where was that fight at? That fight was um, the old, the guy used to promote um, Tony Tony. Caradona. Tony Garandona. Yeah, he was a promoter. He had a bit of trouble with Yeah, no, no, yeah. So he was a promoter for the fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, I knocked him out in, in four rounds and everything was there, fight after fight. The, th the one thing. Who was, was your main promoter for that? Bill Morty was Bill? I, I, no, I, well, uh, Bill Morty was gone when yeah. I, when I, when I come yeah. to see it. Bill Morty wasn't promoted. But, but, but the thing in Australia boxing, with all, everyone loved me, something about boxing fraternity. All the guys always think, oh, Gary Sinclair is, you know, he's a good punch, he's a good boxer. But, you know, we could always, they always, they always think they could get over me. Yeah. Right? So everyone wanted to fight me because, yeah. you know, I couldn't punch and thing. But you know what I could do? I could beat you all night and make you miss and make you, mm. <laughs> yeah. make you look like the big, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the start, I, they put everyone in front of me in yeah. Australia. I had 21 straight wins in Australia. 21 straight wins? Straight wins in Australia. Wow. You know what I mean? 21 straight wins up in Australia. Johnny would have loved that. Everyone, man, yeah. everyone. He rang me, you know, fight. Johnny Lewis rang me the other day and he had Garth and he says, Russell, you got to get, you know, <laughs> Russell, son, you got to get, you got to get, get Gary, he's got a most amazing story, son. <laughs> I think that was a pretty good Johnny Lewis impersonation. <laughs> Hope you're happy with that, Johnny. <laughs> but, um, and he, he loves you. He dead set yeah. loves you. And I'll, I'll, we'll give him a call after this. But, um, you know, 21. So tell me, when when did the sort of international sort of stuff started coming in? Well, international stuff started coming in, man. After having the 21 straight wins, man, you know, um, I... That's a, a lot of proving to do, isn't oh, it? Oh, man, yeah, man. I, I, that I, must I really, have been frustrating. I, I had to do it, you know yeah. what I mean? Just had to do... Um, um, after 21 straight wins, man, things started going a bit sour, you know what I mean? Um, for the, now the fight business, but just, you know, life and, you know. Um, Politics, man. Everything, nothing, nobody giving, you know, no, nobody getting, you know. I should have been high in the rankings, but nothing happened. And I decided, man, I'm going to finish with Sydney. Um, went to Western Australia. Mm. Famous man by the name of Craig Christian. Harry's Hello, Craig. Gym. Pinky's Gym. Harry's Gym. Oh, Harry's Gym. Harry's yeah, gym. Yeah, that's right. Harry's Gym. Harry's Gym, gym you know. Went um, yeah. up there, Craig Christian. John Kizon. Uh, yeah, all the boys there, man. John Kizon, the boys. They're boys, good boys, man. We went up there, the boys. And, um, Tony Trolls, did you have any to Tony, do with him? Tony, he, yeah. Was Tony managing was there. Them? Tony was, a, was the secretary around there helping helping the boys with, yeah. with all the people works and things, you know. Yeah, he's all, he's all the background. Good done, man, done, done really good in boxing. He's so good, yeah. And um, we, um, I also trekked for a while, man. 
was in top shape with Craig, fought for a couple of WBL, uh, fought for WBU um, international title, won the WBU international title, featherweight. Um, I also boxed with a guy named Chris John. Yeah, he, Angelo Hyder had him, uh, huh? Then, no, no. Craig Christian used to manage him. Yeah, yeah. But Angelo was involved. Yeah, yeah. But Craig used to manage um, Chris John. Great fighter. Oh, man, he came to Australia. Man, we had a lot of brungs of boxing, spa with him, man. You know what I mean? And, and the, big, the biggest thing with me and Craig Christian, Craig, Craig was a hell of a trainer, hell of a person, makes you, makes you work hard, you yeah. know what I mean? And the biggest thing I had with Craig is when one day, Craig, um, Craig I don't know how he, how he make it happen, mm. He managed to, to to get a talk with Manny pa- Pacquiao was champion that time, Manny mm. Pacquiao. And they said they no, want me to fight Pacquiao. Mm. And they said yes. But the mistake they wanted to say, send me some tapes and see, let's see the person, you know what I mean? Mm. And they watched my style and they said no. They didn't want nothing to do with it. <laughs> nah. Because that's a that's a, you know, that's a spoiler, someone like yourself. Of course, man. I was man when I, when I was quick with Crush so I was in shape, I was fit, I was because man, we had Craig. Craig. Craig always take care of his fighters, make sure he gets sponsors and all yeah. that. Craig was good to me, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he helped me out. You know, um, yeah. He's um, yeah. I, 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 I look. I know of Craig. I've spoke to him a couple of times on the phone. <laughs> nah. But hell, everyone that went through that Harry's gym, I like, just you know what I mean. Talks about it and really good. How well they looked after. It was a good team over there. Uh, he, had a, he had a wonderful Angela team. Angela was over there with Danny at that time, wasn't he? Yep, Danny Green, yep. yeah. You know Champion bloke. <laughs> Love Danny. I've had him on the show. We've done a two part series. You go to, you go to, you go to, um, go, you go over to Western Australia, Danny Green, and he doesn't know how to drive a car. Every time you go around a corner, it's got to be sideways. <laughs> <laughs> I love Danny Green. He's a champ. So, okay. And what happened from here? So, in Western Australia, you, you've, you're fighting for world title eliminators. Is that right? No, no, I didn't fight for world title. I had a couple of fights, fight for regional titles, like WBL titles, fought some mm. some top guys. Because Craig, Craig is a man, you don't, you, you prefer to, you, you got to prove yourself. You, you can't, you're not going to put you against no bum. Yeah. When he put it in the fight, you got to fight real people. That's that's mm. how, that's his mentality, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. If you want to be the best, you got to be the best. So Craig always put me in the best. That's honest. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to be all the best. It doesn't And I beat all the best with Craig, man. All the best, man. All the best. But what was, here's another thing. What was special about him, like training you? What was special with Craig when he training? Because he, he loved boxing. He's a, he's a man that loved boxing. And he's a, um, he, was a, he was a very, he had a lot of vision, man. And he had vision that other people couldn't see, you know, man. They used to give him shit about that, but he just seen what other people couldn't see, man. Yeah. He knew that, he knew, Craig knew that Gary Sinclair, he knew I could become world champion, yeah. you know what I mean? And he pushed me, pushed me in every single way, you know what I mean? Special connection, though. <laughs> it's a special connection to have with another human being where they tune in and see your vision. Yeah, because and they invest in it. so true. Many people don't see that, man. When you could see what someone have, you know, I mean, it's, it's like let, let me. I gotta cut you right now, quickly. It's like if you go in any, any part. Five, six years ago, I was telling people. I said this kid. I trained a guy named George Cambrosi. Yeah. I said this kid's gonna be world champion. Yeah. Everybody said the whole Australia. Six, five, four, five years ago, I was telling everybody in Australia. I said, listen, shouldn't this kid's gonna be world champion? This kid's gonna be the best in Australia. And what happened? Mm. He become the best yeah. in Australia, undisputed champion of the yeah. world. So, it had, you know, some you could just see sometimes in people that that's gonna happen, and yeah. only certain people could do that. 
not saying I won, but you know, yeah, yeah. I did it once. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you'll do it again, I have no doubt. And that's yeah. a this is this whole thing. So talk about your world championship. Talk about that. So I mean Western Australia, right? Everything going up and so now um I got a phone call that my my um my mom very sick and yeah. um, you know, she she you know she's in bad shape. Yeah. I went back to went back to my country. Um had a bit of money, go back to my country. Saw my mom uh, the the night. She was happy, happy to see me after five years. Uh, went to the hotel, um, get a phone call early morning. Mom just passed away. She was waiting for you, mate. Yeah, man, I couldn't believe that, you know. Then after that, three, four, three days after we had the funeral, after the funeral, get a phone call from Australia. Angelo Haider, Gary Sinclair. Got you the world title fight. He said, but two things. The money is no good, but you got to fly back to Australia. I said, forget about the money, man. I just won this title. Mm. And I flew back to Australia, man, from Western Australia. I live in Western Australia. I flew straight to Sydney, walking the gym to Johnny Lewis. I said, Johnny Lewis, I got a world title fight. Could you train me for this fight? Johnny says, come on, son, let's go. And we trained for three and a half weeks every single day. Mm. Flew to Johannesburg, South Africa, man. And everything was history, man. Who, who, what was the name of the guy you fought? A guy was the name of, uh, what's his name, for the world tackle, Cassius Balori. Yeah. Johannesburg, South Africa. He was champion for, he was the IBO champion for a long time, but he, he beat he beat a Mexican from, from Mexico, wonderful fighter, um, knocked him out for the, for the IBF world tackle, so they become IBF and IBO world champion. Man, I could never forget the world title fight in, in Johannesburg, South Africa. Gary Sinclair is a boxer, moving, punching, you know, but fighting for the world title, one shot, your whole dream, your whole life, everything that you put in as a fighter, all the struggling, all the no food eating, all nothing happening in Guyana, all the struggle, all the, this is it, this mm. is it. One shot for the world title, man. Man, and I jump in the ring, man, and I say, man, I'm not leaving it without a title, man. I put my hands up, man, from round one to 12, man. I just punch and punch and punch, and I never stop punching, man. And I'll never forget it, man. The last, mm. the last round of the fight, man. This is with the legend Johnny Lewis coming. Mm. This is the things this man is see to make champions. Johnny Lewis said, son, you see that little light in the sky there, man? I don't know. You see some some little light you see in the ceiling. He said, son, you see that light? Look at the light. He said, that's your mom looking down on you. Mm. Man, and I go there, man, and punch and punch and punch. And then the greatest thing any fighter want to hear after the fight. And then you. Yeah, oh, wow. man, IBO, IBO. How champion, good does that feel? Man, that was the best feelings of, of, of everything, man. You know, man. Become champ of the world, man. And um, everything, everything changed, you know. Yeah. Come back to Australia, your life changed completely, you know, because everybody wants a part of you when you champ of the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what was that like, coming back to Australia? Coming back to Australia, championship of the world, man, was, was the biggest thing, you know. I was, I, I, was, I was still me, nothing changed with me, but, you know, people, I was getting calls from people that, that never knew me, people never know nothing but my life. I get invited to places that I never wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. I get things from people that you know, <laughs> people it just just the support and people. Everybody wants you to go here, 
you just get invited to so much things, <laughs> you know. What mm. I mean? That's the thing of being champ of the world. But the hardest part after that, man, is when 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 I lost the title back. Mm. Come back to Australia, man. How long after? I was pretty quick on that. Pretty quick, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Didn't want to do it, but had to do it. Go back there, you know what I mean? And lost the title. Who did you? Wait, how? I was like, it was a matter of months, wasn't it? Yeah, about five months after, six months yeah. after, you know what I mean? Um, it was too quick, you know, but yeah. um, needed the money, needed everything, you know, yeah. because um, went back there and lost a guy named Malcolm Classen. Yeah. Um, but come back to Australia after you know champion of the world. Mm, mm. <laughs> First thing you run into, man, people, your phone, you're looking at your phone. Is it still working? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ain't no more calls. Nothing's happening. Is that what happened? So when you lost your world title, the fans stopped ringing. Well, stop phone, stop ringing, man. People, you think is a friend, stop coming around. Nobody called you. Everybody, man, everything mm. changed. And as a fighter, we remember, remember, it's like. You're going from from the bottom to all the way to the top, man. I'm at the, yeah. I'm at the top of the world in my game. Everything champion world, man. And all of a sudden, you and the school and somebody just cuts mm. you down and you fall all the way down, mm. man. Man, I was depressed. I was I was drinking. I was I was because you couldn't, you know, nothing's happening. I was depressed for many many months. Nothing's happening, man. You know. What happened from there, mate? What happened? What like? happened from depression is a hard thing, man. It's to, a hard thing, isn't it? To to um to to get over that. Mm. You know, um, and how are you dealing? Like like, I guess, you know, you grew up in the struggle, and I guess once you sort of, you sort of you develop this life. Someone said someone I don't I don't necessarily agree with it, but someone was saying when you're in the struggle, depression is a luxury. When in the struggle. When you're in the struggle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, no, 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 no. I, I could see that what you just see. That's true. It so, is a luxury. Yeah. When you're in the struggle, I, you have no time to de- You can You cannot yeah. be depressed. So you get over here. This is where I'm sort of getting to the yeah. point was that you get you come into depression and man this is this new this is all new to you all new to me of course because you come in from from nothing then you achieve something and everything is nice and you know what? you get you get you get accustomed to the nice life and everything yeah. and then all of a sudden boom it's taken off you it's gone it's depression straight away for sure you i know? get that man and how did you deal with that like what was your mindset? You had to, well, you had I had to, to, had to I'm more than deep. I had to dig back into my uh, my old struggles. As a talk of remember all the things that I've been through, all the things that get me to where I, where I was, and you know, and to get back myself to that level, you know, man. Mm. Um, I had to work hard, you know, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, what was that? When did you get back into the gym? Did you get straight back in? Or no, no, it took me months to get back in the gym. Get back in the gym, you know. Get back a month, couple of months after. Because you know the process is you have a couple of months off. You know, how do you like, man, it must be hard to muster that energy up because you know what you've been through before. Uh, it's just it's just one of those things that you got to do if you want to become something back again yeah. and you want to get back in that position, you know. You could, it's two things you could do. You could actually just say, man, I've been there and done it and just uh, forget about it and relax. But, you know, mm. Gary Sinclair don't give up for nothing, man. I'm... I'm I'm back into it, back doing what I'm doing, and I get back into it and 
Uh, up some money and because you know. there's this thought, you know, what you got. Did you struggle over cutting weight and stuff like that? Oh, oh yes, quite the time. Pete, Pete, that's a form of torture, huh? Oh man! Can you just exactly. explain the process to the, the listeners of cutting weight? The process of cutting weight for Gary Sinclair, because everybody cut weight different. For me, when, cut, I, when he means by cutting weight, it means you got a certain weight class. You've got to be at that weight. You can't be a fucking gram over, otherwise you can't fight. <laughs> you can't fight. So I, I I used to fight as 58.9 kilos. That's 58.9 that's kilos. That's jockey weight, yeah. It's jockey weight, you know what I mean? And that's 130 pounds, 50, yeah. 58.9 kilos. And I used to walk around sometimes like 60, 65 kilos. So you got to get down to 58.9 kilos, you know what I right. mean? So you train, train, you know, you, you, you eat next to nothing. Some days you got to miss a couple of meals, you know. Hmm. But that's a sacrifice you put in in order, hmm. to, in order to get it. Sauna. You know? A lot of sauna, a lot of sauna, yeah. sauna a couple of days before the fight, you know what I mean? I was watching the Conor McGregor the other day and they'd, they'd carry him out. He'd have two people carry him. He couldn't move. He was that He was that burnt. He couldn't they'd carry him out of yeah. the sauna. Yeah, that's all it, man. Greeny, Greeny talks about the, the – Danny Green really articulated well about the torture of, of cutting weight and he just – sometimes, he, you know, that was the biggest doubt he had if he could make it, you know. So – when was the comeback? Like, what after this? What was the next big major? After that, not not major really come around. I had a couple of other fights. Um, uh, Australia come back, get a couple of Filipino build a record over, get a couple yeah. of wins, you know. Then um then I get a I get a next shot back in South Africa for the um for, for the number one spot. Yeah. Against the same guy that I beat for the world title. Yeah. Cassius Blory. And went over there to fight him for the for the no, number one spot. And then if I beat him, I get to fight for the world title again. Mm. Unfortunately, I lost against him. Come back to Australia, depressed again, you know, um, because you end up mind, you know, with all. It's 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 hard to get over depression. Oh man, <laughs> I know, I know. I've, I've <laughs> got a predisposition for yeah, it. And still depressed there. Come back to Australia, still drinking, still getting the same thing. Um, get one more fight in South Africa. Uh, get a fight for the for for the for, for I think it was the number two or number three spots. Mm. Um, lost, come back to Australia, still depressed, um, running around Sutherland, just doing nothing, getting into troubles with the couples. Always get a drink and get a drink, getting into trouble. I don't know. What the drink it. become a problem for you, man. Yeah, drink become a problem for me. I drink, I drink, I drink. Um, you know. And a wonderful friend, I got a good friend of mine, a school teacher friend, name is Rodney Loving Force. Mm. He called me up and this is the exact word he said to me. He said, Gary, if you don't stop drinking, man, we can't be friends no more. Mm. And it means it mean a lot to me. Mm. And was he in recovery? Was he in sobriety or something like that? Or was the like not he was a non drinker? No, he? my friend was a non drinker. He just yeah. said, Man, I, I don't want to be associated, you know, if you get in trouble because you know I'm getting in trouble and thinking yeah. out. Then I just decide, man, no just more. stop. I just yeah. stop, just stop, completely stop. Yeah. And everyone say, "How you stop it?" I just stop, just stop. Not enough. Turn it off. Turn it off. That's it. And that's one thing. I turn it off anytime. You know yeah. I mean? I just stop. And everything been going good for me until now. Mm, life's good without it. Same. I mean, I, I, I had a serious drug problem. You know, I stopped. Great life. Oh, man. So where are we at now, Gary? Like, man, you got your gym. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about family. You got, you got a family. <laughs> yeah, man. I um. How many um, kids you got? I got eight kids, man. Eight kids? Eight Fuck, kids. no TV. <laughs> eight kids. I got three kids in Australia. Uh, I got eight kids, uh, five grandkids. Yeah. 
I got eight kids and five grandkids. Five grandkids. You're too grand. young to be a grandfather, man. man. That's a so beautiful change. You're like 25. I'm 48, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, man, I'm so after 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 that, you know, my I'm hooked up with this with 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 my 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 three kids' mom, and her name is Alicia, mm-hmm. and you know she's like you know let's let's open a gym. I used to work, of course, I used to work with corporate Josh King in the city. Yeah, yeah. Josh King, I work with Shaggy, Josh King. Is that Shaggy? Is that no, Josh King. His okay. name is Josh King. Okay, okay. Uh, he, he runs Corporate Fighter. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he's I'll a big fight, bo- I'll fight him. Bondi. Yeah, um, all over. Yeah, yeah. Corporate Fighter's big, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Josh King, I used to work with Josh King. With me, Johnny Lewis, all of us used to be there. Mm. Um, and we worked there. I worked there for, for many years. And, you know, things didn't going well. And my partner said, let's open a gym. But open a gym, you got to get money. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So we save up, save up, borrow, borrow. Mm. And he opened the Gary Singley Boxing Fitness Gym. Yeah. Where's that at? Where's that? In Guymere, 60 Guymere Road, Guymere, man. Get out there. It's a wonderful gym. It. Oh, man, it's a wonderful gym. I love it. I'll check you know out your lives on Insta yeah. and that. And, um, you know, and it's, all, it's the only gym in Australia. You're going to go in the gym. I ain't got a two-time boxing world champion taking the class, yeah. plus a Hall of Famer too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the best thing ever, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And people come to see Gary Sinclair, you know, um, and, and train and I'm teaching you boxing. It's the best way to learn boxing is from someone like me. But you're going to you teach know? him about mindset too, mate. Oh, man. You, man. How do you feel when you hear some of these people talk about their problems and their struggle, like in comparison to yours? <laughs> Listeners, like, man, you know what I mean? No, nah. what's going on? Do you want to be honest with him and go fucking wake up? That's <laughs> why I said, stop. Just stop what you're doing, man. Just stop. Yeah. Just stop. If I could do it, I think anyone could. But then again, it's something hard to do. But I could just stop, man. Yeah. I could just stop. I could just stop. Yeah. I look at stuff and I could just stop, man. If I don't want to do this, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. Ain't nobody gonna influence me. Do nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listen to me. I've been around drugs all my life. All my life. I'm born in Guyana. In Guyana, there'd be a big coke. There'd be a lot of no. coke. No. No. There's a lot of coke. coke. No, don't, don't get me wrong. It's a lot of coke. But yeah. the thing in my country, people don't really use coke. Yeah. People use marijuana. Yeah, yeah. When people see cocaine, they think it's money. They can send to different countries. That's where they make the money. Coke is money. Yeah. Coke is not for use. <laughs> <laughs> you come from the get, you know what I mean? Yeah, so my everyone should but I've been around drugs all my life. Never interests me. Never lived in New York City. Everybody's hustling, hustle, hustle, hustle. Never yeah. interests me. Of course, you gotta hustle. You gotta make money, but you know something, you, something romantic about New York City. When you talk like when you said I lived in New York City, I think it's fucking something romantic. About. <laughs> I wish York I lived City, in New York Brooklyn, City, Brooklyn, man. Yeah. Oh man, listen, man. I'm telling you the truth, man. Brooklyn was living in New York City, man. Was but it's like it's like going to college. Mm. I never been to college, but I, yeah, it's, you, the most stuff you learn, there, man. Yeah, yeah. Learn yeah, about so much stuff and seeing so much stuff, man. You know, what I mean, I say, good friend of mine, man. Good friend of mine, young kid. Had a little argument with a young kid. Kid come back the next day and just shoot him two times, man. Mm. Yeah, man. Fuck him. Yeah, play for keeps there, right? Yeah. No keyboard worries the, there. The hardest thing you see, man, is seeing your friend on the ground, man, laying there. There's nothing you could do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you talk about life, man, and yeah, how cheap it is, yeah. New York City, man. Australia is is a paradise. It's a paradise. I'm gonna say that again. It's a paradise compared to New York. Yeah. Any part of America. For sure. For sure. You know what I mean? 
Mate, so where you at now? Okay, there's, there's talks of fights again in there. Yeah, talks of fights again, man. I'm 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 48 years of age, man. I'm making a comeback. I'm having a I'm fighting for the WBL World Title. Hmm. You know what I mean? Against a guy named Michael Hall, man. I'm gonna I'm 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 coming for you, man. You know what I hmm. mean? Hundred percent. You know what I mean? How you feeling, fitness? How I'm feeling. 48 years of age, man. Everything hurts, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Everything hurts, mm. but. I'm training. I'm pushing. I'm nothing's gonna nothing's gonna stop me from achieving what I want to achieve in life. Mm. And this is one of the things, you know, man. Don't 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 sit back and say you're too old. No, man. If I could do it, anybody could do it. Get out there and do something. Ain't gotta be boxing, man. Just get out and go in the gym and do something. Enjoy your life, man. Forty-eight years of it, man. Yeah. Still young, man. Still looking. You look. So what I'm doing, man? George Foreman won the world title. Is forty-five or forty-four? Yeah. I think Bernard Hopkins was like 46 or something. 46 against Tito. Yeah, but I'm going to be the oldest man to win a world title. Yeah. 48 years of age. I'm going to be the WBL world title world champion because Michael Hall, man, you ain't got nothing to Gary Sinclair, bro. I'm coming for you, man. <laughs> hey, love it. <laughs> Mate, how can people get hold of you? Like, I want I want my people to give you a follow on Instagram, Gary Sinclair. Man, Instagram, Gary Sinclair, Boxing Fitness Gym. Just go Gary Sinclair. Message him. Message tell him how much him, you love him. Me, me, come in there, man. I mean, don't forget, Gary Sinclair, Super Fight Night, 28th of July at the Concordor in Riverwood, man. I'll be fighting for the WBL World title, man. Get there and you know support I mean? him. Support the old man, man. <laughs> the old man it looks like a 25-year-old, I might add. Because I train hard. I live a good life, man. I don't go out. I don't drink. I don't smoke, you know? Yeah. And you and you achieve, and that's the message that these young people have got to get. It's like, man, whatever you've faced, you can overcome it with just by just not doing it. Yeah, man. You know, man. There's well, a good message in that. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Instead of Nike do it, says do it, you say just don't do just it. Just don't do it. Just shake your mm. head. Don't do it. Mm. I don't listen. I'm, I I don't listen to kids. I listen to people. People in general. Mm. How could someone influence you for do something that you don't want to do? Yeah, it's impossible. Same. Ain't, my man, ain't nobody gonna influence me for do not that I want to. If I do you something, your whole life, you've you've been around some bad influences your whole <sighs> life. You've had to be your own man. Of course, man. I lived my life all my friends, <laughs> big drug dealers in my country and everything. Man, mm. I've been there. Never interests me. Mm. That's good. Man, never interests me, man. Gary Sinclair, thanks for being on the Stick Up Champion. It's hey, been a man, pleasure having you. Uh, thank you for helping me out, man. I appreciate it, man, oh. guys. You know, man. And guys, before we go, man, come down and check out Gary Sinclair, man. Check out Gary Sinclair Boxing Fitness Gym. Please our, get behind him. Yes, man. Our Gary Sinclair Super Fight Night, man. 28th of July, man, at Conquidor and Riverwood, man. I'm fighting for the WBL World title. Not a problem. Let's get behind Gary Sinclair. Champion bloke. Johnny Lewis, mate. He just give, he wrapped you up like a Christmas present. But you know, I've, I've been, I love the boxing game, and I've followed your career. And, and man, you were just one of those blokes. What you got watching a Gary Sinclair was entertainment and excitement. <laughs> yes, thanks for man, ha- thanks for being on the podcast, brother. Thank you very much. Anytime, my brother.